Hello. Hello. Ready? Get steady. Podcast. <laughs> you. <laughs> doing a mic check. Mike. Mike check. Mike. Check. Mike. 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 Mike check. Um, have you met my friend, Mike? He's from the Czech Republic. M- Mike check. Mike check. Check Mike. Check Mike. Check Mike. Talking. We're just talking. We thought you might want to listen. Hello and welcome back to the Talking Podcast. We is back. <laughs> Weird. Um, we are back, and um, I think the first thing to do is apologise. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because you're missing more than just Ollie. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> I wish we were quicker mm. as people. Do you ever wish like that? Like, you feel like you've got all the incentive and all of the ideas to be witty? But just not the like, yeah, not through. the timing. Yeah, shame. Um, yeah, we are we are sorry for for not being around. Um, I'm not. Well, okay, I'm Spend sorry. Out there. Um, we're we're doing our best. Um, but this season has turned out to be a little busier than we expected, hasn't it? Yeah. Yes. You're right. It's, it's been a busy season. <laughs> this well, as period in of spring, time. spring, summer. Yeah. No, true. Season. True. Yeah. Not in like it's, it's a, a weird it's like a, it's a period that's been spiritual busy. season. A hemi year. A hemi, hemi year. <laughs> What's a hemi year? Well, half a year. Why hemi? Isn't that hemisphere? Hemi year. Half the sphere. Half a year. But then why? But then semi as well, because mm. semicircle is half a circle. Right. Semi year. Or demi. Yeah. Demi. Demi is like pseudo, though, isn't it? Demi is like so. Like demi god. Like demi god. Isn't that like a half god? Yeah, potentially. Maybe. Although I oh, oh, just just I think it's important to clear riddle me this. Um, both Thor's parents were magical, like gods, yeah, right? And so I would I always think of a half god as someone who's like who a human and a god have had right. Yeah, well, let's take this back to GCSE biology. You got two alleles. Yeah. Let's say big G and little G. Big G means you're a god. Little G means you're a a god carrier. It's the kind of god carrier. So if you're a GG, big G, little G. A theotokos, if you will. Then you is um, a demigod. And therefore a you have a one in four chance of... Sorry, a one in two chance of making someone with a... No, a one so in four chance of making a god. A one in four chance of making a n- normal, just non-god. And a two in four chance of making a demigod. But the god would be a god carrier. No, no, because if you're big G, big G, then you've got to be god. But what if you were a little G, little G? Then you'd be nothing. Ah. Oh. Because you're only a carrier if you've got the dominant. Let's assume we're autosomal dominant. But, can, but, but, can, but, can, but this is getting complicated. But can it become dominant? Let's just draw up a punnet pun square. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is how this conversation could go. This is the nine possible outcomes. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, okay, guys, we are genuinely sorry. Ollie, About what, this what, demi year. What have you been doing? <laughs> I discovered that medicine is quite tricky. Yeah. I um, suddenly realised that I had something like less than a month or two months till my exams and I didn't know anything about medicine. Right. Well, that's not true, but I know. In all seriousness, I just realised that I had a lot of work to do and I just haven't been able to have much time off. Mm. My social life has declined. Yeah. And George and I, I think, are both busy, but annoyingly have both basically been busy on opposite days. So Mm. there's just never been a day where we can actually all get together. Yeah. 
and I've been figuring out a lot about life as well and love and Lost. what it is to love people <laughs> and how we find ourselves in loving other people and in there's something that happens in a community of people where you actually figure out that you can love more adequately and more fully than you ever could on your own yeah not just a hemi love not just a hemi love or a demi love or a semi love yeah right so that's kind of what I've been up to at the moment interesting I don't really know what I've been doing I think you guys just haven't been free. Yeah, basically, Joe keeps messaging us like, oh, guys, let's do this. And we're like, nope. Yeah, we all got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm free, just no. <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah, um, anyway, we're back is the point. And um, we're, guys, we're just, just, just doing our best. We're just going to do, do, yeah, do our best. We're going to do our best. You know, you'll get an episode when you get an episode. Yeah, so calm down. It's still free. <laughs> <laughs> no one's charging. Shout no one's out. charging. Uh, and today it we're going to talk about um, uh, hotels. Yes, that is true. Hotels, B and B's, motels, tra- mm, just hotels. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get into that. Well, yeah. So we're gonna talk about all of those things. Maybe. <laughs> Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> Maybe they're different things. Let's define it. Right. Well, I've um, I was sitting on the toilet, yeah. as one does about seven times a day, and. Um, <laughs> Just to treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, just, you know. Take the time. Have a Take sit, time out. Have a think. Have a sit down one. Um, and I was thinking about hotels and then I, re- I did some research, did some Googling. Found out that it's a really interesting story to how hotels came about. Right. Take, we're going back now to the 18, late 1800s, kind of turn of the century. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know, our good old friend, Alexander Graham Bell. We do. You know, kind of acclaimed to have, have come up with the first kind of commercial or like kind of actual Viable usable telephone. telephone. Yeah. Now, his life is very interesting. Turns out he is also someone who kind of coined the term about hotels and the, the idea of, of, of a communal living space, a kind of a space where... Because in his research which obviously later led on to the idea of a telephone, he essentially wanted to understand communication better. So he set up this, um, where he kind of acquired this property, set up lots of separate living spaces, but with like this, you know, communal you know, lobby and, mm-hmm. and areas and so on. And, and people would come and hire a room for not, you know, not a short period of time necessarily, but usually, you know, and, but the interesting thing about each room was that there was um, a link between each room with uh, a cup and a piece of string. Right. And when they went into those rooms, they would be able to communicate with another member of this communal living space by using this cup and a piece of string. And this is where, obviously, the kind of primal kind of idea of a telephone came about, which is the communication, which kids still will play with today if they didn't have iPads and iPhones. Um, uh, and And so... And the other thing, of course, that we know about Alexander Graham Bell is that he kind of used the, uh, came up with the kind of expression of saying hello on the telephone by saying, was was going to be ahoy. Uh, yeah, ahoy but, hoy, I think. Ahoy hoy. Um, but turned out he went with um, hello. hello. And, um, I think it's hello, isn't it? Hello, yeah. Um, and But when he first used this idea, it used to be hoy hoy. Yeah. Um, as opposed to ahoy hoy. Um, but it's spelt with a with a silent kind of oi sound, so it was just ho. And so when when this when this when the communication first came about between the cup and the string, in order to get the person's attention, because essentially the, the phrase uh, hoi hoi, or some people would misread it as ho ho, 
Um, we'll talk about the links to Christmas later. Um, but would resonate the cup on the other end without it being necessarily to the person's ear at the right frequency so that someone would know that it was ringing per se. It would move on the table. Right. And so it became the ho ho telephone. It was the kind of first. And so hotel became the, the way that these people would refer to these communal living spaces which you could communicate with other people but not live with them. Right. That is amazing. Yeah. I was I was as shocked as you were. I mean, I don't often read a full Wikipedia page, but... Did you do that all off the top of the dome? On top of the dome. That top is the amazing. Dome. That's the best one you've ever done. Fascinating. Well, not all. Thanks. It's really good. Ho, ho. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I'm on my third Milky Way crispy roll. Yeah, can, can we... Share them with us? Are we allowed to try them yet? No. Oh. oh. Fair enough. Um, well, guys, uh, what's the best hotel you've ever been to? Uh, wow, this is this is interesting because you have to describe, you have to understand what a good hotel experience is. Mm. Yeah. So I think what we really have to start with is just what is <laughs> hotel. No, um, one of the best ones was in Egypt. Yeah, we went to um a lovely hotel. Um, when I was probably I was probably what like eight. It was my birthday and it was my 12th or 13th 9 or 10 something like that I was in year 8 so whatever that was maybe the 13th birthday yeah okay but we went we went to this amazing hotel um and the reason that that hotel was good was I mean there was a lot of reasons that holiday was good but as a when I look back at it now it was a very like it was quite a commercially hotel like there's lots of you know shared activities and blah blah, blah which obviously mm. as a kid is a very good thing but the, I also really enjoyed the room that we were in it had this special room and it had this amazing panoramic window oh, throughout yeah. the whole um, room so it like yeah, yeah. so, so you could just see out the, red the sea. sea yeah that, so that was that's pretty special experience. but then also in terms of a hotel experience often so when I'm travelling for my music escapades sometimes I stay in hotels sure and I once stayed in Singapore um, for a gig I was doing out there. And the good thing about that hotel was, one, it was like a really nice hotel. Two, um, the people I was with were particularly fun. And three, the people who'd organised this gig and this conference for us basically said that, oh, we've already, you know, we've prepaid everything, so don't worry about it. You can get any room service, anything you want. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Wow. That's cool. So that was really good cool. for another reason. That is cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Thank you. George, what's your favourite hotel? Um, it'd have to be when I stayed in a tent in the Negev desert. Um, no, I just want to say something pretentious. Yeah, um, it sounded. Pretentious. I mean, that did that did that did happen. Okay, <laughs> I'm thinking. Quiet yourself. Um, don't worry. Nobody else is waiting for your answer. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's going to be a, gonna be a good podcast. <laughs> I have three. Go on, then. Well, one is this really amazing hotel in Windsor that Nicola and I always go to for our anniversary. And that's... It's kind of nice now because we've been to it a few times. It kind of feels like a... You know, it's like a bit of a tradition thing. It's where we go for our anniversary, so there's quite you know, a bit of romance about it. It's got, these, it's got this spa with this outdoor hot pool with these mm. giant like massage showers mm. so that's pretty special that's good news so that's one two 
was um, when we were in India. Ooh. There was that really nice hotel that we stayed in towards the end that was like a really old-fashioned. There was that funny guy that came to yes. greet us there. What does he call himself? I can't remember. He was very, very Indian, but but pretended to be very posh, posh British. and British, and so introduced himself as... I don't know, like a very British name. Or like, yeah. yeah, it was hilarious. Very funny. Um, anyway, and he, that hotel was, was was amazing because it was so sort of typically old-fashioned Indian and we had um, beautiful. We had food on the roof, didn't we, we with did. belly dancers? That's right. Weren't you ill? I was very ill, which was, you know, uh, the downside. Yeah. Final one was when I was with Apple. Um, they put us up in this awesome hotel which had a jacuzzi on the roof in Dallas and they were literally filming Dallas in the lobby downstairs. And so that was just optional. Dallas, and is that somebody a else TV paying show, for it. it? That's right. Yeah. That's my three favourite hotel experiences. That sounds fun. Sounds like you had a nice time. Yeah, I did. What makes a good hotel? Um, breakfast buffet. Yeah, strong. Omelette man. An om- explain an omelette man. And a good uh, good pool and spa facilities. But an omelette man. As an in omelet a little man. man that cooks your omelettes for you in the morning. Yeah, so they come around and ask you... Well, either they come around and ask you whether you want an omelette. Right. Or you go to the omelette station. Yeah. And they've got... He's very, uh, he's very uh, skilled at making omelettes. And he also has lots and lots of different ingredients in front of him. And you just be like... I'll have the lot, or you just say, "I'll have cheese, onion, smarties, and uh, anchovies." Thank you, and he'll just make it for you. Right, that's an omelette, man. George, any other thoughts on what makes a hotel great? I just got uh, <laughs> women. No, um, we've <laughs> <laughs> lost you a bit, haven't we, George? This is a good episode for you. Mm, staff the staff <laughs> <laughs> it's nice <laughs> it's nice not to like have to run it yourself um, <laughs> do you have much experience you imagine if you got a lot of you paid loads of money to stay at a hotel and there's no one there <laughs> you just had to do everything <laughs> um, uh, good staff definitely good staff like charismatic friendly personable people because I've been at some I've been at some really really nice hotels with just terrible people just terrible like like just very entitled snobby staff mm. who like for me it's good you've got to have good people because part of the hotel That's experience for me is the relationship you build over the week or fortnight that you're there with the people that work there interesting that was totally not my thing yeah, so yeah I'm just like doing my thing the staff are like they're great they're there to facilitate things for me that's <laughs> what I'm paying for yeah, but, yeah but, but, but part of what I'm talking about is how someone facilitates something is important yeah so so, so, so for if instance, they make you feel bad sort of thing well no no well you know it's not even that it's just like like is there a sense in which like I feel like someone's flourishing like they like they love what they're doing yeah and I'm not telling people to fake it because you can legitimately hate what you're doing and that's fine as well but I think it's like like for wait, a, a, a waiter in a restaurant right or a yeah. waitress waiting staff in the hotel restaurant like how much you know how much chat have they got are they willing to like joke and you know talk about the local area right tell me if they've ever fallen in love or have ever risked being hurt 
or of you know ever what, what what are their dreams their ambitions what's their vision for life who do they want to be in 10 years who don't they want to be like if they don't know that's cool but tell me that do you know what i mean like, just like just express who you are to me so we can have a real human experience because otherwise i may as well just rent a chalet or an apartment do you have deep conversations with your hairdressers yes right uh, one of them no, not one of them. No, because at the same time, at the same time, you're not, you don't force it. You don't make someone uncomfortable. No. It's just like, like you just, you just, you just put it out there. And if you know, I, I appreciate that. If people bite, yeah, you don't. You throw out the rod. The classic yeah. difference between like a hyper extrovert. No, but but uh, okay, introvert. But it See, is. I, I want to. Ch- no, it is. It is. It is. It is one of the different. One of the differences. But then the other thing as well is that like for me, like relationship. Like it is just it's like it's like opening the Pandora's box of possibility for your stay. Yeah. So for instance, I was in Turkey once with my dad and my brother. Became really, really good friends with the guy that owned the place and like he had finished at night and we'd like go drinking around some bars in Turkey with him and stuff. Like we just became really good friends with him. Anyway, turns out the guy had a freaking yacht and so when everyone else was paying for all of these expeditions to go scuba diving, he was like, him and his mates, set up a huge barbecue. We didn't pay anything. We went out on this freaking yacht. And, and, and went to all the... Co- Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because we were friends with him. Now, what I'm not saying is that you should be utilitarian about your relationships. That would be terrible. Don't use people. But it opens up the but possibilities. it opens up possibilities. Whereas I think for me, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know why. Just my personality is like... Yeah. I don't want to open up that possibility because the because there's it a possibility. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just it just could be awkward. And I don't like awkward mm. conversations. Mm. So I'd rather just yeah. go about on a relatively sort of um I, well, you know, I I'm just like let's get the hairdressing done. Mm. This week I had a haircut. Oh, I hadn't noticed. You look you look great. Thanks. I went to a place where it was free at a very posh place because Nicola had arranged it with somebody that is training. He took two and a half hours to cut my hair. Oh my gosh. And he didn't say anything through it. That's a long time. I sat in silence for two and a half hours while this man chopped each of my hairs individually. You could have watched the whole of Inception. I wish I had. <laughs> Instead of getting my hair cut, the thing is, you told me this the other day, and I haven't mentioned it once because your hair looks exactly the same. <laughs> it's not even a great haircut. Wow. Anyway, and I guess in that situation, yeah. I would have appreciated a little bit of talking. Yeah. Not loads, but just enough that I wasn't in what silence. I, what for I'm, two what and I'm and not trying hours. to do is assert that that's the way to have fun. Right. Because I recognise that like that's not everyone's thing. But I think what I what I'm slowly realising in life is that like. Like it literally, in terms of the people you meet, it is a collection of quite ordinary occupational moments. Like yeah. the most contacts I have with humans are like, are like, are at checkouts, they're at hairdressers, they're in restaurants, they're at hotels. Like human contact is often occupational. Someone mm. is doing someone a service, mm-hmm. and so I think when you recognise that, you're like, well, you want to make the most out of every interaction. This is all I have to yeah. interact with. Yeah. I suppose it's just not. As you're kind of saying, like for some people that's okay, for some people it's not, and you know you you're very good at that. You know I've obviously having spent a lot of time with you, I 
have always, and I've told you this before, I'm inspired often by the way you interact with a cashier at a checkout. Um, and I try and do the same now sometimes when I'm feeling brave. <laughs> You're so uh, what, earnest. What, what, <laughs> what, if you can see Ollie looking well, into my eyes this is true because I try so it as earnest. well. I think, George, you've got like an energy yeah. about you. Perhaps it's cu- cultivated and maybe, you know, maybe we could all have it if we I think you learned. can learn. But you have a particular energy whereby people will engage back with you. You're very Because I try and be as like excited and smiley as you are at a cashier and they're like, Confused by yeah. me. Yeah. I think I think what we've yeah. come to terms with is in this last part of the conversation is just that interacting with people, be it at a hairdresser as a cashier or let's say a hotel, it's not everyone's cup of tea. See what I did there? It's time for a you cup of tea. You are amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> I was literally about to do it two minutes ago, but I couldn't quite tell where we were at with the time. But yeah. I'm really glad that you did it as well. Thank you. Bye. And now it's time for fact or fib. At the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas, that's the one where they did the Robin at the Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven, correct? Yeah. And the MGM Grand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's the other one? The Bellagio, the something in the MGM Grand. And he's like, "Hang on, those are Tony. What's his name? Benedict. Ca- Tony. What's his name's casino? Benedict." <laughs> Tony, what's his name's casino? Like, Benedict. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Benedict. Um, the hotel's lake with its 1,200 nozzle dancing fountains holds an astounding 22 million gallons of water. Oh my gosh! Fact or fib? <laughs> well, I hope you had a nice tea break. Um, <laughs> I did. I uh, had a nice cup of tea. Still actually drinking it. Do you want to hear? What else did you have? Hold up. <laughs> That's tea. Um, I also you spent know. a moment uh, in deep thought with my brothers, um, just thinking about the deep questions of life, like how it is we express oneself in a moment of ecstasy. Um, it's true. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. You know, I did. You know, when you were just slurping, then. Yeah. I did wine tasting the other day, and I learned that in wine tasting you have to slurp because you have to get air a good proportion of oxygen yeah. in with the air. Because yeah. yeah. Well, uh, a percentage of air is oxygen. Yeah. Twenty-one percent. Yeah. Something is like that? That. Oh wow! I just pulled that out of my brain. Yeah, I, I think, really I think it's right. right. I think it's you know what? I've had some weird moments recently where I've pulled something out that I'm like, that can't be right. It was right. Isn't it 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, and then 1% everything else? Yeah, I think so. Nitrogen is what they put in crisp packets, right? Don't know. Probably. To keep the crisps fresh. I think that's nitrogen. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, so I did wine tasting. It's knowledge. It's random thing. bits of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> may or may not be correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were talking about hotels. We were. Sort of. Um, before mm. we were talking about moments of ecstasy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I find hotels an interesting place, and I've had a couple of weird moments at hotels. Have you ever had a weird moment at a hotel? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess, probably. I can't think of anything particular right now. Seems like you've got a story, though. Oh, no, I, I want to hear your stories. I don't have any stories. Oh. Weird moments at hotels. Perhaps like, share yours first, doll. Do you want to share yours first? I'll share a story. It feels like Ollie's got one. Like, to it's share. classic. Like, I've got nothing to share except everything. Um, I once was in a hotel in the south of Wales. Uh, again, doing a gig um, late night, 
checked in, you know, probably, well, certainly gone 11 o'clock. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> a late check-in. <laughs> and um, there was a, a white grand piano in the uh, foyer. Mm. So, of course, old uh, Ollie Elton Snelling jumped on the old uh, white grand and started playing your song. And, um, no, your not song? your song. Um, your, your, your song, song yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not yours. <laughs> um, anyway, and then then went to go into my into the room, you know. So I've been given one of the great joys in life is how much Ollie enjoys little puns like that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. such absolutely, a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. Carry on. No, that's okay. Um, <laughs> I then went to my room. And put the key card in the door. Here's an interesting thought. Cards shaped like keys. No, keys shaped like cards. Madness. Um, and I did that, opened the door, only to discover a fat naked man on my bed. Please tell me this is true. <laughs> Absolutely true. Is that true? Absolutely true. I walked in and there was a fat naked man on my bed. And um, he was like, what are you doing in here? And I was like, oh, sorry, it's my room. And closed the door and instantly went back to reception and was like, I think you've given me the wrong room key. And they had. And I just walked into some other person's room. And it was a fat naked man on the bed. What was he doing? I can't oh, talk right. about that in, in public. Right. Wow. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying. This actually happened I love how me. I whispered then. Like, like, like what is that true? <laughs> like, you guys can't hear. That actually um, happened. Wow. Gosh. That's well, quite extreme. Yeah. yeah. I went to a funny hotel in Scotland uh, two weeks ago. And um, I um, it was funny because it was just so old-fashioned. So we went to... We got in pretty late. And it was, was very it after much, 11 o'clock. Uh, yeah, probably. Wow. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the little man met us. How uh, small? <laughs> Five, five, maybe. Oh, yeah, quite little. Yeah, uh, small, a small man, and it was like you know, it was like his little hotel, and he sort of showed his us. Hotel. It, it was literally wasn't a small man. <laughs> no, but it was. It, it was, was a small hotel. hotel. <laughs> it was a small hotel. Had maybe six rooms, right? And he took us in. I might call us it where a guest breakfast house. Was and and like, there was two old um, Scottish men drinking whiskey, sort of sitting in in the living room, like just very drunk and having a little thing showed us to the bar which was just a cupboard with alcohol in it <laughs> and then, like, took each of us individually up to our rooms and like showed us where things were it was just like the most beautiful like Brilliant. he was so proud of his little guest house hotel thing yeah, yeah. it was just a beautiful old-fashioned moment that's we, fun we had a weird experience in scotland oh yeah i don't know if this is what you were referring to earlier when you pointed to me i wasn't but i've got a story about me and oh, you, you were just thinking point. about yourself again um so egg. <laughs> um I w- stayed in this hotel, uh, hotel mm, hostel, the near Ben Nevis, which is a mountain in Scotland. For those of you guys listening who don't know, and I was on a top bunk in a mixed dorm. Mm. Uh, you remember this now, don't you? No, but it just reminded me of another story about me. Oh, mm. cool. Yeah, sweet. Let's come on to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> so, so, and I and I was I was going to bed, and so there were, there, there were all these various different bunks in the dorm, and on the and if you're on the top of the bunk obviously you're all at the same level up eye height yeah 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 and all the rest of it this middle-aged woman who was on the bunk opposite where i was yeah uh was just staring at me right and then gave me a wink 
Oh, gosh. Everyone had just turned the lights out and got a bend. She stared at me and gave me a wink. I felt like tying pillows around my midriff. Do you know what I mean? Like, just in case she was going to do something. Anything. Yeah. (laughs) But particularly that. So, yeah, yeah, it was quite scary. Um, And then I have another story. uh, Three or four, actually, before before Ollie. Um, (laughs) No, there there was an awkward experience where... I was in a hotel and the fire alarm went off. Mm. Oh, yes. And um, I slid down the ladder with everyone. Oh, I was in a bunk bed again. And um, and I was shouted very, very loud uh, to everyone in the room, there's a blaze! Well, because I'd just woken up. But that was the first sure. thing I thought, oh, there's a blaze! And so like we, we um, got out of the room and everything. Um, this yeah, is a really well-progressing story. Then we waited for it to stop and... Was there an actual fire? No, it was just a drill. Just shouted there was a blaze was the funny punchline. Yeah, I didn't realise that until I got there. Yeah, you shared it a little bit. <laughs> you know, when you realise that's all you've got. Right, right, let's go on to my two stories. I've got another one though first about okay. a hostel in Dublin. I once went camping in Dublin in January. I remember that. Um, with my American friend. Didn't have any money, so we were like, well, we'll camp, it'll be fine. We took a tent on Ryanair flight, camped on the side of a hill. We got to Dublin first and then we're like, oh yeah, Dublin's a city. Where are we going to camp in a city? Mm. So we went out of the city, camped on a hill, couldn't sleep. It was so cold. It was January. It turned out to be the coldest weekend in like a hundred years. No way. The next morning we couldn't move our hands because we were so cold. So we just left the tent up in this random wow. hill, left, went to hostel instead. In the hostel, a man sat up bolt upright in the middle of the night and started chanting in a weird language. Wow. wow. Terrifying. Also, someone stole our eggs. Gosh, mm. that we, is like we caught them stealing our eggs. Yeah, said, yeah. "Hey, those are our eggs," and they just said no, and carried on cooking with them. And we were like, Flipping heck. Guess, "Well, guess we've got to give you our eggs now." Yeah, hostels are weird. Hostels are weird. But just before Ollie speaks, <laughs> I had a experience when I was in Israel. Um, I was in Nazareth. And yeah. I was in a hotel the, the there. Birth, uh, the hometown the, of our Lord. Of our Lord, yeah, Jesus, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> 20 points to the senior Snelling over there. Um, and it was just after, I don't know if you remember, when the US made that, um, there was, well, not the US government, but there was that, like, Islamophobia uh, film. I don't know if you remember this. This was, like, 2012. And it came out, and some people were blaming the US government for it. Hmm. And it was like a really, really like horribly offensive film for Muslims. Don't remember that. Anyway, I um, it happened whilst I was out in Israel, hmm. and there in Nazareth, there's quite a large Muslim population, and there were some um, extremist Muslim factions that were there. And the way I figured this out is that there was a big, I can hear all this noise when we we got there the day before, and I went down, and there were all these people shouting together like with these like green flags mm. with like a ram's head kind of thing on it and all the rest of it and so there i go like walking down like kind of like quite jovially and ask a taxi driver like oh what's all the fuss about and they were like oh that the americans released this like really um horribly offensive thing and now you know there's people like extremist muslims going about kind of like anyone that looks slightly american they're trying to like harm or and I realised the day before when I was walking up to this hotel a car had stopped and a guy had said to me out the window it's absolutely true he said are you American and I just thought no I just thought they were being funny I was like no I'm, I'm English and then they just drove off 
But then realised oh it was like a what? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so what happened is we got into this hotel. And by the time I went to bed that night, we had like national guard, like like Israeli soldiers like running around the hotel because obviously it was a, like a tourist hotel with lots of yeah. white people staying in it, like basically securing the perimeter <laughs> like, because just something was going to kick off. around. Yeah, and I genuinely like I'm I I you know I can get quite anxious anyway, but. I genuinely like went to bed that night, like, and tried to stay awake as long as possible because I thought I was convinced if I went to sleep, like, I wasn't going to wake up again, like, yeah. I was going to die. Oh. But then I didn't, and it Phew. wasn't that bad. George, have you got anything else to say before? I think that's about it, actually. You sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't think of anything. Like, there's got to be something. Anything? No. No. All right then. I'll. I got two stories. Actually, now you mention it, I. When I was nine, we went on a cruise, me and my dad and my brother. Cruise and, is like a, it's um, like a hotel a on A floating water. hotel, yeah. right? And I, and, a flotel. A flotel. Um, thanks, Ollie. You share in a minute. Um, and <laughs> the, the rooms had like a little porthole, yeah. as you do on boats. That's right. And that was really cool, because where we were situated on the boat is that sometimes we were like underwater. Because huh. you know, like the hull of the boat, like sure. sometimes little windows are like, actually, or at least like at sea level. At the level so that yeah. was quite weird, like going to bed with like water right outside like yeah. effectively like going to did you see any fish um no yeah. I guess they'd have got out of the way of the big boat probably. the massive boat yeah yeah yeah. but that was that was quite cool that That's was quite cool. a cool hotel story oh anything no okay am oh, I allowed to speak on. yeah go on then okay I've got two stories first story it was related to George. <laughs> it was related to George's hostel story quite a while ago now because I haven't been able to speak. I think we've gone past hostels now. Um, so me and George once stayed in a hostel. Oh yeah. In Portugal, and um, we had a very good time. And um, when I was staying there, I stayed on the top bunk, and George stayed on the bottom bunk underneath me. And one morning, I just remember this in a story. in a mixed dorm, one morning. I came down from my bunk, got on the ladder, tried to get down. Ladder, f- ladder slipped. <laughs> my pajamas split entirely. <laughs> I really s- forgot about this. <laughs> so I essentially made a whole ton of noise, <laughs> made everyone look at me, and then my pajamas ripped in half, and I was butt naked on top of George. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a fun oh, I story. Hotel. So well. A very special story. Okay, the second oh. story I wanted to share is another hotel that me and George once went to <laughs> in London when we were flat hunting. Do you remember we went for a cup of tea at this particular hotel? And- <gasps> Yes! Okay. Yes! So me and George went flat hunting. Oh, this is amazing. And we were kind of, we were a bit bored of like, you know, Starbucks and Pret and places you could get hot drinks and Wi-Fi. So we thought, oh, what would be really nice? Let's go to a hotel and just sit in the lobby and like, they've got Wi-Fi, we can order drinks, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we were like, just in central London. So we were like, oh, let's just find a hotel. Walk down this road, not too far from Piccadilly Circus, just like kind of walk down this road and we're like, oh, here's a hotel. Went in. You know, spoke to the the lady on the desk and we're like, oh, we're just hoping we can get some drinks. Is that okay? She's like, absolutely. It's on the top floor. It's just like this rooftopy kind of bar thing. So we went and sat down, ordered drinks. There was a bunch of kind of, I don't know, couples in their mid-50s kind of sat around having having some drinks and stuff. Anyway, anyway, we, we sit down, start having a drink and we look at the menus and 
suddenly realise that it kind of says, welcome to blah, 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 hotel, um, the UK's leading hedonistic hotel. And we were like, "Amazing, what? And then it went on to say, um, every room will cater, <laughs> cater to the client's needs. And we were like, okay. Oh. And then this was like when we realised that we'd been having a couple, you know, George has been his friendly self to the other couples at the bar. <laughs> I knew something was up when the dude had a handlebar moustache. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up at this hotel as a young two guy friends being friendly to the 50 year old couples at the bar and then they took us to their room but yeah that was good we felt we totally that was quite uncomfortable that. Wasn't it? that is amazing so some some hotels are very specific oh, in so their brilliant. clientele i always heard that there were hotels at disneyland you could get chocolate milk in the taps oh i don't know about that i did once go to one did it have chocolate milk in the taps don't remember don't think so though i think i'd remember that yeah cool Shane, that's, that's like really that's cool, quite a dream. Though. That would be fun. Can we can we all can we make a pact that although we're all getting older and busier, can we like try and go to Disneyland one day together? Yeah. Oh my gosh, we should do a talking podcast at Disneyland. Yeah. Like, as in like the proper one in Florida. Y- yeah. Yeah. I've okay. Never been to the Florida one. Nor me. Neither have I. We oh, should go then. Let's been to do Paris it. one. Been to California. Been to Paris. That's, and that's it. It's the original one. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I see. For me, like I always thought it was Paris and Florida. Yeah, same. No, California is the original one where where that's where they have the Club Thirty Three, which is Walt Disney's club where he and his friends would like hang out at the park. Wow, Walt Disney really like a Nazi. Uh, debatable. Yeah, had some interesting ideas. I think. Okay. Yeah, one of them was a mouse that requires um, trousers, but not a top, but. The other one was a duck that didn't wear trousers, but when he got out of the shower, still had a towel around his waist. Weird. What's he hiding? Is that Daffy? No, Donald. <laughs> Donald Duck. Daffy was Warner Brothers, wasn't it? Yeah. Daffy Duck, yeah. Yeah, so that that's that's one good. of the Looney Tunes characters. Looney Tunes, because that was Bugs Bunny, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's that, all, folks. Uh, that, and so that was that was. Um, Space Jam wasn't it was Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes yeah mm-hmm. correct right I think they're remaking that actually what Space Jam I think so and some famous what with LeBron <laughs> I don't know if it's LeBron it or, is something like or somebody that. like that is going to do it yeah oh, that would be amazing um, yeah can we just quickly in the last few minutes that we have left what is the difference between a hotel a motel a B&B a guest house and a safe house <laughs> Right, George's got his hand up. First of all, safe house, odd one out in that list. Why? Generally taken there by like the FBI or the police yeah, or you, some sort of gang. You don't normally like Google like Ooh, safe houses oh, 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 in yeah, no, Paris. <laughs> Weekend break in Paris, looking safe. for a safe house. <laughs> cool, good to know, good to know actually. Thanks. So I've always felt like a hotel, the difference between a hotel and a motel is that a motel is like a motoring hotel. So it's like, it's more somewhere you go, like on a journey. It's like a drive-in. Yeah. You drive in, you get the, it's got like a bed, that's it. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like very, very, like, like our, so I would say that the, the motels of the UK are like Premier Inn, Travel Lodge. Uh, yeah. Uh, if, yeah, Metro Inn, whatever. A hotel, 
it like facilitates an actual like it's an actual thing it's like a so, bit, place you would go on holiday to a hotel you wouldn't go on holiday to a motel no 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 no. because a hotel mm. the hotel incorporates like often a restaurant some kind of leisure leisure activity like it, incorpor- it, it is is an experience as opposed to a utility oh i would like say that. it's interesting though because breakfast doesn't serve dinner yeah, well, it does you just have to pay for it well, bed and breakfast is often very short. they do it's serve. Short stay, isn't it? It's, like it's, it's normal like one that. night, and you know, it's like I guess the thing with bed and breakfast is often it's people's houses, yeah, mm. and it's just them having it happens that they've got some rooms in their house. So it's like before a- Airbnb existed, it was just B and B. Exactly, yeah, that's yeah. sort of where they got then, the idea then, from. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, and then a hostel, yeah, is somewhere is is a, a thing that is situated specifically to facilitate people who are going somewhere for an experience. Yeah. So for me, like when I look think about hostel, it's like oh, very communal, very DIY. Yeah. Like really fun, and I've been to some amazing hostels actually. Like, yeah. Which which can actually rival some hotels that have been, anyway yeah but like often you find what will you find in hostels are people that have like come somewhere to experience something culturally or do you know what i mean that they're, they're not that they're not there to stay at the hostel and have whereas a hotel you can stay the at hotel the is not the, the whole time the hostel's not the experience no 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 it's it's there to, for people to stay at who have come so, which is so why, hostels and which motels is why are hostels quite close are situated very close to no because a motel I would say is on the journey. more of a journey thing, uh, whereas a hostel is at the at the, at place the destination, the, at but it's destination. it's not the destination. No, no. I so for instance, that hostels up. are very close to like a, a, like attractions. So often, if you find like even even in the UK, if you go to like the Peak District or Scotland or something, yeah, often you find hostels near in the a middle big of lake. nowhere. Yeah, 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 totally. Where near a um, hill that you might climb. Near a hill that you might climb, or when I or. At the start or end of a walk, you might go on. Right near the old Jerusalem. Yeah. um, It's not the attraction. Jerusalem is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I think we've got that covered, guys. The interesting thing is, is that um, in the UK, I don't think we really have motels. Because even... even, Yeah, but even what you were saying about, like, Premier Inns, Travel Lodges Mm. and blah, blah, they're the kind of... That's what people use if if they need to stop off. Mm. But they actually... Whilst you wouldn't go on holiday there, they still incorporate, like, mm, they'll often have the restaurant yeah. thing, the whole, like, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think no, you're right. Do you know why? Because the UK's small. There's, mm. barely, yeah, so we there's not really anywhere that you would drive that would require you, you to stop on the way somewhere where there isn't already a town or a yeah. something. Whereas in America, there's long enough roads that you could drive, not have reached there somewhere, but still need to stop. Yeah, still be in the middle of nowhere, hundred percent. It's like, what, what is it with like Route sixty six? Sure. Like I can't remember how many, it, but like it's like, I'm pretty sure it's right. American friends like do like instantly correct me if this is wrong, but I'm I'm sure there's like hundreds of miles of stretches of it where there's nothing. It's just the road. Yeah. Mm. And so it's like you could drive all day and still not see anything. Yeah. Do you know who I know that stayed in a hotel once? Matt Bray. Uh, he probably he, he probably Matt Bray Matt Bray has oh definitely, stayed in, the hotel. definitely stayed in the hotel. Do you know who else has stayed in a hotel? No, Hope Plum. Hope Plum. Hope Plum has definitely stayed in a hotel. Um, you met Hope on Saturday. Hope! Oh my gosh! Hope. So Hello, okay, Hope. so Hope, Hi, Hope Hope really wants a shout out because Hope started listening to our podcast since I. She's cool. Um, she started listening while she goes to sleep. 
I don't know whether she listened to it when she goes to sleep. Well, she, she did. She, she tweeted us and said something about how it was weird. Oh, okay. She's also started listening to it on her travels to and from mm. work because it makes she teaches. Vocals, she, as well? But the funny thing was, this happened on Saturday, so I was doing an event with Hope. Anyway, at the end of the event, George came up to speak to me, and I was just standing in proximity to Hope. And Hope suddenly, Hope never having met George and have, having expressed to me that she wants to meet George, said just from like a meter or two away when me and George were having a conversation, she was like, oh, George! And she recognised George's voice and knew that it was George. And so came up and said hello. Instantly got my Sharpie out and my pre-prepared tiny little pieces of paper to... Uh, who who do I make this out to? Um, yeah, so Hope. Hi, I, Hope. I hope you have hi, a hope. great day. <laughs> I hope that your journey is going well and that you enjoy singing today. No, it was it was amazing. She, she's a legend. She's really, really Yeah, fun. I really like she, Hope. So thanks, Hope. Thanks, Hope. Um, one thing that we've talked about, moving on from that now, Hope, you've had your moment, um, <laughs> is that um, in the UK we're small. In the UK we do things we're a little bit differently. Small. We're not small. We're, well, we're <laughs> certainly not. We're tiny people. But one oh, thing that the UK is known for, yeah. if you will. Um, I will. <laughs> thanks. Is health and safety. True. And the, the bizarreness of that. Um, now, just to just to kind of finish this episode or kind of graduate it, if you will, um, I don't know, some kind of link into the fact that there's been recently an interesting story about health and safety in graduations. One university, the University of East Anglia, has um, banned the tradition of throwing your hat after graduation Serious. because of health and safety reasons. Huh. We weren't even allowed to keep them. Do you know what it is? It's bloody EU. Instead, <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Instead, students have been advised mortarboards, not mo, mo-, mo- yeah. not mortarboards. Mortarboards. There you go. That's, the, that's what I was going There's for. There's the joke. There's the joke. You found it. Found it. Could be added digitally for the photographs after the event for a charge of eight pounds. That is so funny. <laughs> so you don't buy one; they just Photoshop, Photoshop it in. That's hilarious. So that's, that's my that's my news story for this week. Extraordinary, um, guys! It's been a great pleasure to be back with you. It's been um, nice, hasn't it? It has. We, I've, you know, I've missed it. I've missed it, George. Missed it loads. <laughs> Good, um, and uh, we'll be back when we're Soon. back. Hopefully, in two weeks' time. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Au revoir, au revoir. You probably don't even know what that means. Rock and roll, rock and roll. You probably don't even know what that means. Au revoir, au revoir. He's been George. He's been Ollie. And he's been Joe. And together we've been... The The Talking Talking Podcast. Podcast!